0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us here on the Common Sense Show in this segment. We have a really powerful segment coming up with Paul Preston. Uh, he's got a great radio show, Agenda Radio, Agenda 21 Radio, and he's also got a, a, a terrific thing going that's good for America, and that is the new California movement. And he is really making a lot of people upset on the dark side, and I want to stress the dark side. <laughs> and if anybody has the right to say i told you so america going back three and a half years what paul said on this radio show is now coming into full view full fruition and he has the right to say i told you so now before we join paul need to let you know that we're brought to you by a couple of sponsors one is our storable food company we've kind of changed our approach right now for this month only we're offering a two-week bug out supply but you also can use it to start your supply and it's 47% off. You're not going to do any better. Restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life. And you can add to your existing supply. And what people are asking me, Dave, can we buy more than one? Yes, you can buy more than one. So go to preparewithdave.com because what's coming, folks, you may want to hunker down so you don't want to have to be out begging for food. And you know when the disaster is starting The just-in-time delivery stop, the shelves are cleared in a day. preparewithdave.com We're also brought to you by... We're uh, about to with waterwithdave.com. We're hitting both ends here, oh. folks. And what I mean by both ends is we're hitting the side that you need food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, starting with food and water. The Alexa Pure Pro filters, the best that there is out there. Look at the research on the website, documents everything they claim. They are number one. And there's a 40% off sale right now for the end of the month. Go to waterwithdave.com. And why should you do this? Because on the fourth day, the Naval War College of it says in a disaster, waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. This will save lives, could save your life or your family's life. Waterwithdave.com. Those are the people that bring us this show in this hour. And we have clear sailing to the end of the hour. And we have Paul Preston on. And like I said, if any individual would come on here and stick his chest out and gloat and say, I told you so, America. It would be Paul Preston. Paul, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks, Dave, for having me on the show again.
0: Well, just like every time I turn around, we got breaking news coming out. You know, Paul, there's so much going on. I'm going to open up this big smorgasbord, okay? And you tell me, where would you like to start?
1: Oh, man. Uh, you know, you've got tons of stuff on your end. i got tons of stuff on my end. It's uh, really uh, quite an amazing set of circumstances. And I got to tell you, it's quite an amazing time in American history right now. There's no doubt about it.
0: There's never been a time like this ever in our history.
1: No, and I don't know if there's ever going to be another time like this again. I, I would hope that there's not, you know. But uh, you know, there's good. You know, we've um, we've had it pretty good in terms of the home front here for the last 250 years, and right now everything's here at the home front, here at every border, it seems like. But uh, it, you know, we are going to prevail. There's no question about it. it. Just how is that prevail going to look like? You know, in the process, that's the that's the key thing. But. We just have so many things hitting us from all the different angles. I guess the big thermometer that people uh, need to kind of look at, the gauge for it all, is what's going on with the impeachment uh, process or procedure, lack of process, this whole corrupt system that we've got going right. on. Right. I it agree. It really does. It's an indicator. It really is the canary in the in the mind. Uh, If you take a if you really take a long look at it, the, the deep state is really. Taking some hard hits hits with Donald Trump. And quite frankly, the alternative media like ourselves have really been uh, hitting them really hard, devastating blows in my opinion, even against the mainstream media, which I know the preponderance of people listen to or they garner their news from the mainstream media, but the truth always does prevail. And I know that the alternative media that we've been really a part of over the last 10 to 15 years has really been playing a major role in keeping the ship of state keeping this government keeping this united states of america afloat right now and yeah, i know will prevail in the future uh everybody can kind of sort out the laws the, the lies even um if you're listening predominantly to mainstream media i think people grows very suspicious of what they're being told
0: um i'm getting that too, in an, where it's reaching let me tell you a typical email i get and I, i'm getting a couple of these every day now Dave I've periodically listened to you for four or five years now and I used to think you were a little out there now I think you might be understating the threat and uh-huh. I get this I get this a lot now where people are saying things are coming into full view and they're beginning to get it. They get the fact that we have the Democratic Party, the leadership, they have sold out, they're like little Bolshevik revolutionaries, and they've sold out to the deep state. They want to overthrow the government, not just throw out Trump, but overthrow our government. And they're aligned with criminal interests, and they're guilty of treason. And that's just for starters. I mean, that's just the starting point of where we're at.
1: Well, you know, uh, it's very difficult for people to grasp what your your uh, writer just there your your listener just said. It's very very. But once they get it, they get it. There's that uh, the epiphany that takes place. But bringing the the you know the the masses to that point is really what we're at where we're at right now. And that's why i say people are starting to, to figure it out on their own but it, it just takes so much work as you know repetition repetition and and um referring back to past history and and then bringing it forward because you know the thing that is devastating to these people where it brings a lot of understanding to your listeners and everybody now is that you know we've been at this for a long time dave you know I've, that some of the stuff that we've been reporting the events really did occur in 2012 and 13 and 14 and we were reporting it yes And everybody was calling us a bunch of lunatics you know yes and of course now all of a sudden we've got the memory bank because we actually did the research on this we projected it on our our radio and youtubes and everything like that and now here, here it is in real life really in real life trying to get rid of a president And people are saying, wait a minute, I heard that on Dave Hodges' show, I heard that on Agenda 21 Radio, you know, way back in the day and all of a sudden now here it is. Wait a minute, I know the truth behind that. And they don't get that, Dave. The people on the left don't understand that the listeners that we have have understand their lies, so to speak. So it's a a really an interesting situation to see this whole thing play out the Adam shifts of the world and Nancy Pelosi's they're just unbelievable uh, especially when it comes to listeners like we have and the massive knowledge that's out there based upon the alternative media like that we present
0: well not to toot my own horn but so let me toot steve Quayle's horn okay because we've been saying the same thing in 2014 steve was quite clear about the red dawn threat that was posed south of our border a combination of terrorists and cartels blended together and then you've got the embedded chinese soldiers Right. And you've got Russian military alliances throughout Central and South America, and Steve was saying, big trouble below the border, 2014, and, you know, people, oh, you and Steve are a bunch of lunatics. Okay, here we are. Not many people are laughing now. They see what's going on. Right.
1: Well, and, and again, the, the classic example is uh, we accurately predicted what happened to that um, family of nine
0: Yes, uh, down in
1: Mexico just last week. That's the classic. You know, they targeted that Mormon family. But, the you know, once again, it was a family. And, and I know everybody's going to say, well, you're racist and so on. But this comes from information. When I say this comment, uh, let's let's remember that this came from gangsters. Um, Mexican gangsters by way of cartel members and so on to myself and other sources but they're specifically targeting white people and they say that in their attacks basically and that, that's something that's been going on for quite some time, that's historical history, it's real, it's not a racist statement on my part but that that's what happened to these people, we, we said this, I was saying this a couple of years ago, several years ago, watch out because the cartels and all these other folks are going to go after killing a, a white Americans, and that was the term that was brought to us um, specifically in front of a hundred witnesses by a couple of different individuals, so my point is is that here it is now, I think this is the precursor to other things there's no question about it and we need to be ready for it that, well, they, you know, it's kind of interesting, if you study Earl um, Rommel you realize that Uh, Part of the conquest for Rommel was that he pre-positioned assets and so on in North Africa. Yes. And, of course, that was very, very helpful for him in the conquering of North Africa. And what happened here in the south, or the southwest of the United States, is very similar that they pre-positioned a lot of different assets. And uh, I like to tell people, if you take a look at Rommel, uh, Franco, and Hitler— and you you put the three of those guys together, you realize that the conquest of uh, the reconquista—let's use the right terminology, Dave—the reconquista of uh, the the land that was uh, given over sold basically by Mexico to the United States after the Spanish um, America, this, the uh, Mexican American War through the Treaty of Guadalupe-Heldago. That mm-hmm. landmass is, of course, what they want back now. So it's the reconquista movement of Aslan, as they call it. This is a real movement. I you know, I used to go down to Mexico all the time, a couple of times a year, and work in the uh, orphanages down there, building buildings and all that stuff. as part of the Rotary Club. And every classroom, I, of course, being a teacher, every classroom I wandered into, there was always that big map of Mexico with the north, with the Southwest still incorporated as Mexico. And you'd see things on the, you know, the regular maps that you see in the classrooms, they were there, uh, but that was the map that every kid was lo- learning to grow up with that, that someday they would reconquer uh, the Southwest. And that, that's just what this is right here. It's just sort of an extension of that Reconquista movement, but now they're more embedded in the United States, so it's a bigger movement than even that
0: one well i want to hit that because a lot of people tried to tell me i was racist when i addressed Mm -hmm. this right let me just say this off the top the war against mexico in 1848 was an imperialistic war designed solely to get routes open for the railroad to the potential gold fields and trading routes in california through the southwest no question i fully admit that our government acted inappropriately and baited the Mexicans into a war. Um, now, is Mexico totally blameless? No, but the burden lies with the United States. But, Paul, this was in the 19th century, the middle of the 19th well, well, century. Well, you know, there's
1: there's some other elements that, that were going on there, Dave. And, and this is where New California and even the Texas Revolution comes in, um, is that around the same time, people in California, known as the Californios, that were north of of Baja, and and of course the texans were in the same boat is that they were sick and tired of the uh, centralized government of mexico constantly taxing over regulating and so on Um, which by the way is exactly what you know is happening in california today and they they revolted in california declared the Californios issued their first Declaration of Independence in 1836, and so did Texas. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I
1: understand, I understand, you know, the transcontinental railroad and everything like that, but you know, there was oppression that was being divvied out by Mexico itself to the people in Texas and the people in in California, and that was being pushed back like crazy. So you had a couple of dynamics going on there. I don't want to leave out all the dynamics that were going on, but that those were two major ones right there.
0: Well, there was a big one in Texas too. Uh, it was an independence movement, but everyone thinks it's Davy Crockett played by John Wayne and a bunch of white guys from the South. Now, when you look right. at the people killed in the Alamo, many people with Spanish, Hispanic, Latino surnames, and they were sick of it. The right. Tejanos, as they were called, like Jim Tejan, wife right. was a local, and the Tejanos wanted Santa Ana out because he was so corrupt he was a classic Democrat.
1: Well and, and of course, um, when you take a look at the battles and everything that happened in Texas and at the very end what happened with Santa Ana I think that's kind of appropriate but that's exactly right. I, I you know I, t- I take a look at it from our standpoint with New California the rejection of the socialism basically that was happening that was being exerted by Mexico, on both Texas and California. Texas and California grew up together. Yes. Now, a lot of people don't realize that. Texas is a republic, California is a republic, and both are known as the Lone Star States. A lot of people don't know this history, but California has, a you know, its original flag of 1836 was a huge white banner, massive white banner with a massive red star on it. This is predates communism. It predates the, you know, people association, co- associating communism with the red star. But this red star matched the big, huge red star and lone star of Texas. So two lone, this is why the the stars are there. This is why they're known as republics. Uh, They kind of grew up together. Um, At the same time, they were rejecting, initially rejecting Mexico's influence on California and Texas at the same time and starting in 1836.
0: That's true. And the Mexican War uh, was well you could say it was born out of American imperialism but here's the bottom line the revolution that set Texas free from San Antonio happened more than a decade earlier before US involvement
1: right that's right
0: yeah so I I agree with what you're saying I'm just saying though we did have some American imperialism and I don't deny that but here's the bottom line Paul you're talking now what 170 years give me a break it's history it's water under the bridge so we're we're, 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 you know we're not going to bring back sodom and gomorrah um so you know you look at this and i'm just saying this paul this is the bottom line okay the cal exit movement is tied into the la raza movement and i'd like you to explain how that's true to the average person so they can see the treason that's going on inside california
1: well, you know, the La Raza, which means the race, and um, Mecha, which means the the basically the movement, the people's movement, are two movements that were really started by communist agitators. And it uh, it the, the the bottom line is it goes back to Trotsky. Trotsky came to Mexico and really his I think his mandate for the most part was to spread communism uh, to the new world. And I, a lot of people have the argument with. Uh, You know trotsky and others in the communist party at the time he uh, ultimately was assassinated but the bottom line was he kind of set up this whole notion of oslo in the whole notion of reconquista and that's what i was getting at reconquista has been something that is really an extension of the you know the communists that came in uh through trotsky and they understood that one of the ways in which you could really inflame the relationship with Mexico and with the United States is through racism. And they understood that. And, of course, they kept that flame kind of going. But the other part of it, wouldn't you start talking about the Treaty of Guadalupe-Heldago after 1846, 1847, 1848, they played upon that. And Trotsky, in the 1860s and 1870s, um, brought about these various communist movements that were designed to um, inflame Mexico against the United States see the, one of the things about the communist manifesto that everybody needs to know about 1848 it was developed the communist manifesto uh, was designed to stop American style co- uh, capitalism so what better way than to use the, the, native, the border or the, the country south of the United States border to, to disrupt and stop the American um, Manifest Destiny, the American Expansionism into areas especially that were lost during the war. So they came up with a number of different things. Later on in the 60s, it was La Raza in 1960s and 70s, La Raza and um, Mecha. And these organizations since the 60s, with the help of Bill Ayers and others, um, have grown themselves into uh, some heavy communist organizations starting in the South, starting starting in South America, or uh, in Mexico, and then, of course, moving up through California and into Texas, mostly in California. Right now, we have a a huge La Raza um, organization. And, of course, remember the judge who was involved in one of the cases with... uh, the president early on in his presidency was a member of la raza the race hello the race and that organization (laughs) is is intent on destroying the united states it it always has been so you have judges trotting around out here you have all these other people that are part of the la raza Uh, they really do want to destroy the united states they really do I know Everybody's gonna say, "Paul, you're a racist." No, I listen. I've worked with these people for years. Don't tell me <laughs> they're <laughs> as racist as they get. They hate white people.
0: <laughs> it's not even about it's. It, I agree, it's racism, but there's even a bigger player in this, and it's called the Pope, and it's called Chapman yeah. University. Let's talk about that for a minute.
1: Well, you know, Chapman University, uh, Peter McLaren, and others are um, friends of all, all of them are friends with Bill Ayers and uh, the, um, the movements out of South America the, the, um, the various types of communist Maoist movements that you have down there have migrated actually basically north now and this has been something that's been happening for like the last 10, 20 years and um, this, is, this is something that's influenced a lot of the communities in Southern California primarily around Chapman University where Peter McLaren teaches You have a lot of heavy maoist influence through their ethnic studies program there i know it's shocking i went to chapman university it's supposed to be a conservative place but it's anything but that now they changed their leadership um with their president who's the president of the chapman university is very tight with the pope the pope seems to have by the way the pope is from argentina and so is peter mclaren they're good friends they're both activists they grew up together as communists so it's not a surprise that you're getting a lot of agitation, especially now in Southern California.
0: Well, you've got the the, the Pope has betrayed the Catholic Church. I mean, he's yeah, trying to absolutely. combine Islam and Christianity into Chrislam, and and he's done things that are just reprehensible to the faith. Uh, right. So the the Catholics are turning away from the Pope. I mean, I've got family members that have left the church that are Catholic.
1: Yeah, I, i'm in the same boat um i most of my family is catholic and they've all left they, i mean this is like you know wholesale everybody's left so it it's not uh, it, this is just it wasn't an easy decision for them i mean it's their faith after all but when this pope came along that was it for them that was it for them and they left
0: well, you get the whole thing. I mean, he's not talking about saving souls. he's talking about bogus climate change. it just it's just maddening. He's talking about mass immigration. You know, Paul, this is one thing I think that that no one ever talks about. Why is it that the Pope and the u n and all these globalist organizations want to have all this massive immigration into first world countries? What, what would you say to that?
1: Well, it's slavery. you know, it's it's trafficking and there's money in that I think it's a financial thing actually it's a marketplace Uh, buying and selling human beings whole humans that can function and especially with the sex trafficking business end of it the cartels are, of course the uh, the the conduit for that and this has been and you know you can say what you want um, anybody can but the the way that the cartels who basically are the delivery boys and girls for the Pope and other and other folks um they they make a lot of money on human trafficking, and they make a, a hell the, there are two ways they make money human trafficking and drugs that's it, fentanyl
0: yeah I I would mean, add one more, I'd, 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 bro- I'd have one more effect on this though, yeah. and the effect would be this: the dilution of culture, so when the country is absorbed by the new world order, the people won't miss what they no longer have, which is a national identity
1: oh yeah they're trying to erase our national identity right now like crazy but they're they're not going to be able to do that you know you see the attacks on um culture through sports as an example football and you know the, it's a classic example like you know the you know we're now hearing that um football and participation rates are at, you know 10 percent below the, where they were last year and That's, you know, 20% below the year before. The football is, I think, a pretty good bellwether to measure uh, cultural identity, and it's been under assault for quite some time. And, of course, with the Colin Kaepernick thing, all this has been orchestrated to take away our cultural identity and football being a big part of it, sports being a big part of it. You're seeing the diminishment of that right now. Play out. I, I think it's going to stop. But I, I, I have all the faith in the world it's going to stop once we start identifying it. But the matter, the fact is, this has been something that they've been uh, using against us for uh, quite some time.
0: Let me ask you this: Is the um, diminishment of football due to the sissification of males today? Because <clears throat> listen, I, I played. Uh, I was a receiver and a strong safety. And if you cross my face in my in my path i was going to put you on the ground you do that today even in the nfl you're going to get thrown out for what we used to do normally we've had the sissification of the game is what i'm seeing i can hardly stand right. to watch it anymore so i i look at this and i'm saying is this th- th- w- tell me this in your words why is football uh becoming less popular as a youth sport
1: Well, I I think it's uh, all the things we talked about. Plus, they've exploited um, the injury aspect. You know, this is something I was always very—I've always, I used to coach uh, football. I played it in high school and college, and and then I coached it as a high school and even a college uh, coach. Uh, But you know, the the exploitation of let's say the concussions—concussions in football are real. They do happen. And almost nine, 99% of the time when they do happen they happen because of poor technique in other words a, a person was in a position in which they put their head down or in the wrong position to be to receive a you know a hit and then a concussion that's almost all the time now part of that in my opinion, with the concussion a- aspect, goes with poor coaching.
0: Because
1: <laughs> there's a right way and a wrong way to use your head when tackling. Correct. And uh, if I, if you can, you know, I, I'm very critical when I sit down and watch a football game because I like to, you know, replay it like a coach would. And every time I see somebody who's been taken out for a flag or something like that, or I watch the, the uh, even in college and in, 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 uh, professional football today, There is so much projectile tackling, in other words, using your head first in the down position to tackle somebody. There's no, to me, it's not a shock at all why we get so many injuries. But, you know, having said that, that's what they exploit. They exploit the fact that there's so many injuries based upon a poor coaching technique. And of course, this is one of the reasons they put the fear in everybody. They create the crisis. You know, we have a crisis, Let's, let's exploit it. Let's use it against football so people start pulling the kids out of football and I think that it's interesting to watch us um, watch our society kind of react to the change of that and different helmets and things like that might being a former coach teach proper tackling and blocking and you will you'll reduce your head trauma down to at least 70% from what they're doing now that's my
0: opinion yeah I agree but it, it, it's, a, it's I look at it as also <laughs> an attack upon the culture Oh, yeah. Football's being vilified, and um, and people like Colin Kaepernick are putting football in a political position where it's becoming more unpopular. So I, I think it's, once again, our culture is under attack.
1: Right. Well, and, you saw that with the NBA in yeah. China. I mean, China, um, far be it from us to glorify China and what they do to people over there. And here you have Nike and the NBA— that are um, rightfully so under attack and they're having a very difficult time defending themselves because basically there's they are the slave masters
0: <laughs> amen
1: <laughs> they that. are they Damn. are the slave masters in China and they deserve to be wrapped all you want uh, considering what they're doing to the Falun Gong and other people they're rounding up people torching them and executing them taking out their organs and selling the organs I mean this is despicable behavior on the state, on the, on the part of China, and it is not acceptable, and it shouldn't be acceptable for Nike or for
0: Apple, what's going on there. Or for the it, Democratic the, Party, like well, Dianne Feinstein. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about <clears throat> the treason at the top of the party and how they're in bed with our enemies, the Communist Chinese. Well,
1: you know, Diane Feinstein, of course, is... No, very well known. You, know, you don't hear a lot about Diane Feinstein right now because she is really laying low. There's two people you don't hear a lot from, Comey and Feinstein, if you've mm-hmm. noticed, mm-hmm. and they are really laying low because they've learned how to sing. Um, they've been taking singing lessons
0: yes explain uh, what you mean by that i know what you mean (laughs) i think you need to explain it to our audience
1: well you know they're they're saying certain things about certain people that certain people don't want them to talk about and that's why they're not you don't hear much from them you know quite frankly the government you know trump has the cards on him, and they're they're singing they're cooperating um with the prosecutors
0: i know comey's singing are you telling me that Diane Feinstein is singing too?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, what, what, what can you tell us about that?
1: Well, I I really can't tell you much, uh, but she <laughs> she is singing, and so is Richard Block. Listen, you got the Cal, all of their California interests are at risk right now, and everything in their California portfolio, if you will, is China related. You bet they're singing everything. <laughs> Yeah, You're talking about uh, property, their properties in San Francisco, but also, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland in the Central Valley. All that's at risk right
0: now. Talk to me about that farmland. I, I know where you're going with it, but I want the audience to know.
1: Well, uh, you know, Feinstein, Richard Blum, it's her husband, um, his, he's um, a, the, one of the largest commercial brokers in the United States, if not the world. And his major client is the Bank of China. So this whole drought that everybody was talking about that California went through, isn't it interesting, and again, for the audience perspective, isn't it interesting that only California has these droughts the way they have it? Isn't it interesting that California only has the winds which create the fires you know, isn't it interesting that only California with the PG&E turns out, you know, it's uh, power system for 43 of the 58 counties, all, by the way, in New California. Isn't it interesting that they're doing those things? And you know, well, here's the one that I really like. Isn't it really interesting that the Cal um, Coastal Commission is seizing property taking people's property in the flood zones the flood plains of the coast now the reason why they're doing that is they're so afraid that people are going to drown and they're going to lose everything as the oceans rise because of global warming yeah. now isn't it interesting that only california has the global warming phenomena that causes oceans to rise isn't that just strange so you got <laughs> fires you got wind you got gl- <laughs> you got the oceans rising and it's only california forget oregon it doesn't happen in oregon you know the ocean doesn't rise the ocean's a big place i understand two-thirds of the, of the planet is covered by the ocean yeah. and then mexico doesn't rise but only along the coast of california does it rise <sighs> i mean this is the obscenity of what they're doing here This is, this is, this, it's just preposterous. It's laughable if it wasn't so sad because a lot of people have lost their their houses, their property, you know, and all that stuff. But this is what these jokers have been managing to pull off for years. It's a scam. It's all a scam. Every one of these agencies, um, Cal, California Air Resources Board, Cal EPA, uh, Coastal, all of these agencies are scams. they're they're scams all incorporated in Delaware by the way and who sits on a lot of those boards in Delaware for the Cal EPA CARB and so on Hunter Biden hello
0: no 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 no. I know about Hunter in Ukraine I know about Hunter in China you're telling me Hunter in California
1: absolutely the California Air Resources Board in particular the the corporate there's a corporation that runs a state agency Uh, go figure that out folks you have a corporation that's running the state agency called the california air resources board and who sits on that board hunter biden hell why not
0: <laughs> you know i feel like an ignoramus saying wow but wow Well, <laughs> of course but you see it's all
1: about you know uh, power and energy and um you know the the thing is is it was to be learned out of um, what's going on in Ukraine Is that during the time Of you know the Obama administration You had people like John Kerry And you had uh, Joe Biden And Hunter Biden and his son And you know um, uh, Paul Pelosi they, they were out there on the hunt The prowl for, for basically bribes To get good sweetheart deals With the United States To get the military assets And everything else that they wanted at the time So they made great deals with um the children if you will so hunter biden and paul pelosi nancy pelosi's son and um you know the 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 carrie christopher Hines, i think his name is they were all offered all these great sweetheart deals as bribes basically so they can get various money and so on from the united states that's what the whole thing was about with joe biden well you know now you have a different player in town you have somebody else who's trying to negotiate legitimate legitimate deals with the ukraine because the ukraine a lot of people don't understand is a huge um, area by which all the pipelines all the gases all the resources uh for fuel uh come into the ukraine and then get distributed out to the rest of europe so it's a huge distribution center not only that, but it's also a huge agricultural center and manufacturing center. So Ukraine is very, very important. It was important to the Soviet Union at the time. And um, as a standalone country, it's got a massive wealth. Now, um, like California, actually, there's a lot, to, a lot of symbolism or a lot of a lot of similarities. So Hunter Biden was serving on Burisma. Yeah. Well, it's an energy company. California Air Resources Board, it's an energy company. And what it does is it regulates um carbon emissions basically i'm kind of of simplifying things and which has an enormous impact on the economy in all imaginable ways from uh, trucking to manufacturing and so on so it's controlled by a board of directors this is the odd thing ab32 which brought everybody this um this whole California Air Resources Board uh, back during Arnold Schwarzenegger's day, he knew exactly what he was doing. Arnold Schwarzenegger did uh, created this uh, this false, uh, faux um, board of, uh, I guess you'd say, trading board, like the Wall, like the like Wall Street, or like the, um, the Chicago uh, Exchange. The, you know, I can't remember the whole name of it. The, the Chicago, Chicago
0: Climate Exchange, yeah,
1: not, not climate, but the. Uh, you know, where they buy and sell various products such as agriculture and stocks like that. Anyway, um, they created this whole board that was gonna be set up as a stock market and they started running it and buying and selling carbon, so-called carbon credits. And they were doing this, they were setting up a carbon credit trading system that was going to be in vienna sydney australia and in sacramento california and sacramento california was supposed to be the main trading hub well you know they came out um as a california resources board and they started you know, issuing edicts if you will mm-hmm. regulations and fines and fees with everybody who had a, any kind of vehicle or business um you had to buy carbon credits if you wanted to stay in business if you're if your business produce 10,000 ton metric tons of <laughs> carbon dioxide per year. You know, you'd probably have to go out and buy, you know, five or six, you know, tons of or 1,000 tons of carbon credits and put that in the stock exchange. You could buy and sell it based upon the daily rate of carbon dioxide. I mean, it was just absolutely crazy. It still goes on, by the way, but it was covered by a corporation board, and that corporation board was out of um, Delaware, and who sits on it? Hunter Biden um, and he's getting the, the first thing they needed to do now this may have changed because this is this information I give you is a couple of years a couple of years old but uh, two or three years ago maybe four years ago when this whole thing was going on the first thing they required this board of the California Air Resources Board in Delaware is that they skim off half a billion dollars right up front every year to the board in Delaware half a billion dollars every year
0: so it's like their middleman fee
1: right and hunter biden's on it.
0: no wonder they are trying to go after ukraine so hard with trump um let me ask you this
1: They they don't want this stuff to come out and you know the other thing too is here's trump he's trying to set up legitimate deals because there's legitimate deals for our um you know for our natural gas are liquid natural gas. And there's legitimate deals that have been going on that predate even Obama that we would make as energy suppliers. Because the Cal- United States, California in particular, is one of the key providers of liquefied natural gas around the world. You can buy, you know, liquid, liquefied natural gas for about two bucks per. You know, per gallon, I guess, or whatever. The, I can't remember what, the, the, what the, uh, the reference number or the point is for um, natural gas. Now, most places are selling it for 9 to $13. So, you know, the United States has a huge capability of doing great business in Ukraine. So that's all being muddled now, you know, of course, with all this thing with Biden and all this other stuff. Now, Trump comes in and sends Perry over there to try and legitimately work real deals, which they were successful at doing, real deals. But, uh, you know, now all that's going to be clouded by this whole thing with Biden, which were not real deals, not clean deals. They're very dirty deals. In other words, in order to get the... They said, in order for you to buy into the united states natural gas you have to pay us a half of you know 1.1 million dollar 1.5 billion dollars to my son or hunter over here i mean that's just an unbelievable corruption going on there but um this is where it sits down and of course trump is being impeached over something he didn't really have anything to do with <laughs> Pe- impeachment through thin air
0: you know and then well first of all what the president's doing is in terms of his actions when he was uh, talking to Zelensky about the weapon systems he was asking about the criminal oligarchs potential involvement he was saying we're not going to allow this and of course when you're talking about criminals in ukraine you don't go very far afield from the biden's that's a perfectly legitimate inquiry i mean if you don't want oh, yeah. to be linked to criminality and discussions then don't commit the crimes
1: right it's just, I mean, and it's and then, you know, the, the obscenity is, is that here you have Joe Biden <laughs> telling people that if you don't back off my son, you know, you're not going to get the, uh, the billion or half a billion dollars or whatever it was he was going to have the government give him. I mean, it, it's unbelievable.
0: So why isn't the DOJ filing charges right now against the Bidens?
1: You know, I you know that's a very good question, but I think they uh, are letting the politics play out. Um, I do know there's an investigation; it has been one for uh, Hunter for quite some time. You got to remember something: that when everybody was so angry at Jeff Sessions because Jeff Sessions recused himself from the Russia probe, and everybody was just haranguing him, what people didn't realize is that sessions knew there was nothing in the Russia probe at all he knew there was no evidence but he knew there was major league evidence against you know Obama and Biden and so on in the Ukraine he recused himself from the Russia investigation he did not recuse himself from the Ukrainian investigation and that brings on John Durham and you know all these other people that started the investigation two years ago so while everybody was haranguing on sessions he was actually focusing on the real criminal behavior coming out of ukraine
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i couldn't agree with you more um but i just we had a discussion off air um last week And you were explaining to me, if Trump goes after the people we already know that are dirty, like Clinton and the Clinton Foundation and the emails and all that, that we could end up with really bad civil unrest that could kill untold numbers of people. Right. And I get that. Okay. I understand he's got a different tactic. But Hunter Biden, if he goes after Biden or he goes after Paul Pelosi Jr., no one's going to shed a tear over these people outside a few liberals
1: well that's um i i would say that that's not true you you don't know what's going to be triggered downstream but you know what you what you also want to do is you want to start with with a low level investigation and work your way up and like i tell people that um, these investigations are the type that start to pull in the the low hanging fruit initially until you get to the top of the tree and when you get to the top of the tree, the, fu- the fruit is richer.
0: <laughs> okay, so right now we're talking about people singing their way up the tree. You've identified uh, Comey and Feinstein as uh, two singers. Do we have any other singers?
1: Um, you have some people that are feeling around the um, the edges, so to speak. I'm not going to discuss who they are, but there's numerous people that are sing. you know, mccabe is an example of singing we know that and he's a, a classic example of one who is singing and now the next one we may be hearing some sort of um um sort of songbird type of stuff it's from uh james clapper he's another one that's yeah out
0: there. he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to go down with the ship i would agree with that No, he's he's, he's not going to go down with the ship. But James Clapper would be one. Let me take a side turn here. Okay, and maybe this is unrelated to our discussion. If it is, we'll come right back to this. But I find it curious that the the rift and the insults between Tulsi Gabbard and Hillary Clinton just will not go away. It happened again today.
1: No, it's not going to go away. Tulsi... Um, is what you know when you take a look at Tulsi you know I'm a big fan of Tulsi just to let you know I've been a big fan of hers since before this whole for years I've admired her because I've watched her and so on Um, she she behaves uh, like a real Democrat now that's kind of odd but she does coming
0: from you that's surprising yes
1: well isn't it (laughs) Well, (laughs) well it's odd for me but it's odd that she's a Democrat Because she's a throwback Democrat, like we we have not seen forever, you know. It seems like we've never seen it, like a John Kennedy type of Democrat. Um, So it's kind of like weird to work with her, to just to you know have some sort of affiliations with her and watch her you know take this thing on. But she's not going to back down, and and, you know uh, she's honest. It's kind of like you know Bernie Sanders is an honest socialist. I hate everything about his politics. But, you know, he tells you, first of all, I'm a socialist. I'm not hiding behind it. Yeah, he does. He never, he's never hidden hid the fact he's a socialist. No. We all, you know, we're fighting tooth and nail against socialism. But he tells you. You know, I have to respect the fact that he's honest in that regard. But Tulsi Gabbard, you know, not only does she tell you, you know, that she's a Democrat, but she goes after people that are being dishonest. Now, that's a little different and she knows that hillary clinton has defamed her and veterans and so on and she's not going to stand for that and so she's got a voice and says i'm not going to tolerate hillary clinton at all which i think is absolutely amazing to watch the dynamics of hillary clinton kind of cowering at this point as she should somebody in the democratic party should have long ago taken her taken this tact against
0: her well, where is, why is, okay, first of all, I think it's bad for the Democratic Party. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying if I were in the party and I was the DNC chief like Perez, I'd be looking at this and say, Will the two of you cool it, because this is not good to have this kind of division go this public. So what is, what is Tulsi Gabbard accomplishing and what is Hillary accomplishing?
1: I, I think you're seeing people who, in the Democratic Party, who have said they've had enough of the Clintons.
0: Uh-huh. I, I, and even perez um you know I, in in the new
1: california state movement one of the things and i know this is going to shock your audience <laughs> coming from me but um our mandate as a new state is to have a republican form of government that's what it says in article 4 section 4 of the constitution we have to have a republican form of government which means representative government right and that means we have to have a two three or four or five party system whatever the systems are going to allow and so we predominantly being of rural stock in new california are predominantly conservative republican we get that but we're not going to be a monoparty system of republicans we're going to op- we are opening it up and we're taking in democrats believe it or not we're taking in democrats as part of New California, we want the Democrats to form a party. We want the Libertarians to form a party. We encourage the Republicans to form a party. That's our mandate. Because you know what happens when you have a monoparty system like California today. See, that's when you when you don't have a Republican form of government, that California is what you get. So we don't want that, and that's why we say we want a Democratic party to stand up with all the other parties i know that everybody's freaking out because i am saying that but that, that's oh, know, not that's freaking weird. out i that's think that's constitutional
0: en- i think that's enlightened because yeah, well, that's, we've got to be a, a government that represents all viewpoints
1: right exactly yeah. and so we want to provide that i mean we we want to provide that for that's our job and i'll tell you what um if when we get to the, to the congress and we're not providing that they're going to turn us down i know that you know but that's just basic but it's also basic to the Constitution and the well-being of our country that we offer a Republican form of government
0: exactly exactly so it, right but
1: but this whole thing with the Tulsi Gabbard see this is the kind of Democrat you I, I I think it's refreshing she's gonna vote Democrat she comes out against Trump and you know you can hear listen to her well you know she's legitimate a, an honest person who d- definitely believes, uh, you know, in her attitude against Trump? I can I can go with that. It's all the other social justice stuff that these so-called Democrats feel that they have to be armed with to try and destroy Republicans and anybody else to get in their way. That's called a totalitarian mindset. That's called the communist, national socialist, whatever yeah. you want to call them,
0: Bolshevik it. Bolshevik revolution, yeah,
1: right. It's revolutionary and that's what we're we're struggling against in this country right now is this revolutionary mindset which has been pervasive sponsored by people like Bill and Ayers and Bernardine Dorn.
0: yeah and they got a son that just got elected i want to just ask well, him one Bo last Dean. question yeah oh,
1: you know you know he's a radical muslim
0: <laughs> yes i know he is and so is bill ayers he, yes i know he is <laughs> another discussion yeah, for another and time you, and though. you,
1: you know, i think i think you know his last name is bodine's last name in, in um, his Islamic last name is Zed, Zaid. Oh, you know,
0: uh, like it. <laughs> yeah, I, you knew I'd like that. Okay, I got to ask you one question. We got about 45 seconds. Will we ever solve the mystery of what happened to Paradise, California?
1: Yeah, we will. It's being solved. Um, it's clearly uh, the, the fires were set and there there were um, do weapons that were involved, and that's going to come out.
0: Okay. Absolutely. And we'll New be weapons. able to point to uh, the origin of the attacks and so forth. Am I right?
1: Yeah. And um, uh, sadly, it's going to point to uh, America.
0: Unfortunately. Well, Paul, yeah. we are we are just about out of time. So very quickly, I want you to tell people how you can follow and you got about 20 seconds.
1: Um, agenda21radio.news or A21R.com and, of course, NewCaliforniaState.com newcaliforniastate.com for the 51st state
0: and it's the number one digital radio show in america paul always good stuff man i can't believe how this flew by but thank you so much for coming on
1: hey no thank you david really appreciate it take care